Front Desk, Chapter 11. Uncle Ming stayed for three days until he could get his car fixed. With his broken English, he had a hard time communicating with garages, so I helped him call one up that was close by. At first, they weren't so keen to help. When they heard my voice, they said, Sorry, we don't work on toy cars. I called back, and this time, I borrowed a line from my customers. I'd like to speak to the manager, I said. In the end, I got the manager to send someone over to the motel to take a look at my Uncle Ming's car. That repair guy told Uncle Ming he had a radiator problem. They managed to drive the car over to the garage where they fixed it for him, but when it came time to settle the bill, Uncle Ming came horribly short. We'd given him $50, which was just about all the extra cash we had. What with Mr. Yao changing the deal and making us pay for the washing machine? But the total bill was $200. So then Uncle Ming tried something crazy. He tried to pay the rest in coupons. He'd been collecting coupons from all over. There were coupons for free chicken nuggets at McDonald's, free haircuts at Supercuts, and free frozen yogurt. There were even coupons for free foot massages. You can't pay in coupons, the garage manager wailed. What am I going to do with free foot massages? We'll take them, his mechanics blurted out from the back of the garage. Please, sir, Uncle Ming begged the manager. It's all I have. The manager looked at Uncle Ming for a while, and after much deliberation, he sighed. He took the $50 in the coupons, which he distributed to his mechanics. Everybody cheered. I couldn't believe it. We all waved as Uncle Ming drove away. He promised to return soon and pay my parents back the $50. My dad told him not to worry about it and to focus on getting far, far away from the loan sharks. In school that week, Mrs. Douglas asked us to write a short story. I really wanted to write about the loan sharks, but I didn't know if that was too out there, so I tried to look around to see what the other people were writing. Next to me, Jason was scribbling furiously, covering his words with his hands as he wrote. I leaned over, trying to peek at his writing, but Jason shifted his body, blocking my view with his arm. Great. Now he had an arm wall. He turned to me and hissed, stop it, then narrowed his eyes at me. Mia, eyes on your own paper, please, Mrs. Douglas frowned. She said it like I was cheating. I opened my mouth in protest, then closed it. I blew up my bangs in frustration instead and plunged my eyes down on the blank page in front of me. Remember, show, not tell. Write what you feel, kids, Mrs. Douglas announced to the class. If you're mad, write mad. If you're sad or worried, write sad and worried. I was all those things. I thought about Uncle Ming and his black eye and the way his voice rose and fell like curtains when he said, what do I do, buddy? They're going to kill me. But when I put my pencil down on paper, do you know what marched onto the pages? Puppies and houses. At lunch, Lupe sat next to me, picking at her turkey sandwich while I gobbled up free school spaghetti. Why were you looking at Jason's paper? Lupe asked. You don't like him, do you? Are you kidding? I can't stand him. Good, because he's terrible, Lupe said. You don't even know the half of it, I muttered, shaking my head. So what'd you write about? I wrote about last weekend, my parents and I waited in line at the movies for an hour, and when we finally got up to the ticket booth lady, they were sold out. Isn't that sad? That's super sad, I said, wishing, hoping one day that would be my super sad. What about you? What did you do this weekend? She asked. I turned to tell her about Uncle Ming, then thought, nah, she wouldn't get it. That was so beyond the world of movies and trampolines and Shiva Inus. Just played with my dog. I lied. After lunch, we went to PE. We were playing softball that day. 
Both Lupe and I stood way out in the left field, as far away from the action as possible we could, since we both hated sports. Actually, I didn't really hate sports. We just didn't have any medical insurance, and my parents didn't want me taking any chances. What if you break your arm, my mom asked when I started going to school in America. What if a ball comes flying, hits you in the head, and you have to have stitches? Back in China, this would have been no problem, as my uncle was a doctor. Whenever I got sick, he'd come over and take care of me. My uncle always wore his stethoscope around his neck, and when we left for America, he gave it to my dad to take with him. I wish I could take you with me, my dad said to his brother. I'm sure there are doctors in America, my uncle said with a chuckle. It turned out there were doctors, just not for us. So my mom made me promise every morning that I'd stay on the sidelines during gym class. It wasn't always easy to just stand and watch, but now at least I had Lupe with me. Today we were so busy chatting we didn't even notice when the softball landed right next to us. Lupe glanced at the ball and went right back to chatting. She didn't even pick it up. She must really hate sports.